Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and your higher power, this show is for you. Thus, we explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. This show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Dr. Kelly. Now let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started because we share with you the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show where intimacy is real. Yes. How are you doing, Dr. Kelly? I'm doing pretty good if I can figure out this Michigan weather. <laughs> well, you love beautiful sunny Florida. I did. Of Michigan. It's been raining here, and not only that, I never know if I'm supposed to dress up or or what. I mean, it can get really cold, and then it can be really hot. I feel like I'm like in menopause. <laughs> <laughs> and that ship sailed. Well, you're looking good. I don't know how you did the hair with, like you said, the rain and stuff. So the humidity must be better there. Well, I don't know. It's a really good product. But can you tell how happy I look? Yes. <laughs> you can't fake happy. I yes. Mean, oh, no, no, you can fake happy, but not joy. This is joy. Yeah. You can see you. You're looking good. Oh, thank you. Yes. I got a new look, but I'm not sure if I like it or not, but we'll see. <laughs> so you know what? I'm so happy uh, about today's topic. Oh, yeah. I want to meet these Homance Chronicle girls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, today we're talking about friendship and friendship intimacy and how important that is. It really is because when it's off, it can really impact women. It's it's not just about our relationship with our significant others. It is about our friendships and it can throw you off for a while. I've been knocked off my kilter in the last month. Yes, I think with friendships, um, they help you find the true you and know you and you know, and they're like, oh. They call you out on it. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. I've heard this statement. Friends are friends for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. Well, I can't wait to talk to the homance girls about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, definitely. Before we get started, uh, I just wanted to um, let you know that I did release my second book, and it's called Self-Intimacy. It starts with you. You guys can find it out on Amazon. And then the next thing is we have our charity of the month, which is American Art Therapy. Um, you know, bringing the intimacy back is now a nonprofit. So yes. we are sponsoring up some nonprofits. So if you're interested in art therapy, which helps people do therapy and art together, go on membersarttherapy.org, donate now. But let me go ahead and bring on our guest today. I want to bring on Nicole and Sarah from the Homance Chronicle Yay! Podcast. Hi, thank you so Hi. much for having us. Yeah, no kidding. It's good to see you again. Yes, yes. So the Homance Podcast is what, a storytelling podcast that you guys do? Yeah, it's we we try to be as real and authentic as we possibly can in sharing stories from our lives. But we also have guests on, and you were a guest at one point where uh, we get to learn a lot about each other and 
um, how to break through your trauma and grow. Um, and so it's not just uh, about comedy, but we do try to add that twist in there. So as long as we're laughing, even if it's at ourselves, we are enjoying <laughs> our, our time recording. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. And you guys have been friends for decades? About a decade? I was going to say, we're, I think we're coming up on our one decade mark, to okay. be honest. Yeah, you guys are very young. I'm I'm old, so I may use the word decades. I apologize. Oh no, it's possible. <laughs> uh, we actually could have been friends for decades because we grew up together and didn't know it. Yeah, um, that's a fun story. Yeah, so we went to the same high school. Um, I was best friends with her little or her stepsister. We just never encountered each other until it was right. Wow, I know. Yeah. It's pretty like wild story. We were working in corporate America and there's 15,000 people at the headquarters office and we found each other through a mascot that was on Sarah's water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a, a high school that wasn't um, very well known. It's kind of small and doesn't necessarily match our persona, match our personas as the, you know, the bougie ladies that we are. So when she asked me about it, I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, I, it's just the place I went to high school. And she goes, she said the name of the high school. And I said, well, yes. How did you know that? And she was like, I went there too. Come to find out. Um, I had been best friends with her stepsister at one point and I knew her little brother. I had been to her house. Um, I knew, I knew her dad and her stepmom. And so it, it was kind of a funny time figuring all <laughs> that out. And we had been working together for a couple of months prior to figuring it out, too. And I think that we were trying to, like, understand, test the waters. Could we be friends out of, you know, outside of work? Um, but then when we realized we had that connection, it was like, okay, well, then we have to give this a shot. You know, why not try and be friends? So we ended up going to a uh, Young Professional Network event and our true colors were very much exposed and we enjoyed them very much together. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alcohol really solidified that one for us. Yeah. But I think we kind of always knew that we were going to become good friends. And it just kind of took that little extra umph of being outside of work, doing something that was familiar, but, you know, safe. It's hard to make friends when you're older, you know, in your late 20s, almost 30s. So it was um, at work, right? Because um, yeah, the work in common, but a lot of times people become friendships because of their children or their right. spouse, but not themselves. Right. But I, and I'm not a very private person when it comes to my professional life. I don't like to share my personal life with the people I work with. So I was very apprehensive about that too. But once we made that first initial connection, like we went to the same high school and we had the same people in our lives. I was like, well, she gets it. She'll understand. <laughs> So, Sarah, since you are all up in her Kool-Aid, kind of, what makes Nicole special? Why do you like her? As okay, <laughs> I say this, and I, I genuinely, truly mean it, because, and I say it because it's the truth. Nicole taught me how to be a good friend. Before Nicole, I didn't know what it was to have a good platonic relationship, strictly because all of my platonic relationships were very toxic, and I didn't know it. And so I was always brought up to know that your family's going to be the only you know, group of people that have your back and people come and go, but your family is forever. And so unfortunately, I kind of lived my life by that, you know, rule of I don't need anybody in my life aside from my family and I already got them. So 
they have to love me. So whoever I come in contact with, you know, I'm just going to be who I am. And I was probably a shitty friend to a couple people too. I'm not going to lie. But um, once I met Nicole and I realized, you know, she was invested in my time, not necessarily because I could give her something or she could get something out of me, but because she genuinely liked me and our time together. Once I recognized that her, um, she wasn't, she didn't have any ulterior motives. Um, I, I realized that that's what true friendship is. And as we went through the friendship together, she showed me things that, you know, remembering special things, checking up on you to make sure that you're okay during a difficult time. Um, teaching me that it's okay to be honest with your friends about the way you feel about them. You don't have to hide the fact that you're upset or unhappy. Um, just, you know, providing me a safe space, truly genuinely to figure out how to be a good friend. That's what Nicole did for me. So I'm like forever grateful to have known her in that time in my life. Cause I really needed her. But like, as we progress in our friendship, we've been together for 10 years, together for 10 years. <laughs> we are a special type of soulmates at this point. Yeah. At this point, I feel like we were tribe mates, soulmates, whatever you want to call it. And I genuinely view her as a sister. I do. I could, I couldn't remove her from my life if I wanted to at this point. She's stuck. So that's why I value her as a friend. It's just all those things that she does to show you what it is to be a good friend over and over and over again. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, Nicole, since you're an expert on this whole friendship thing, yes. I, well, I mean, every time that she gives me these compliments, I, I'm so touched because it's just, it was me being me and not trying to do these things. And so I am so appreciative that she perceives me that way and that I'm recognized and valued in her life and, um, you know, every time she starts talking, I, I try to like hold back tears, like happy tears, because it's just so special. And I never feel like um, I am I am to that to the level of uh, expert a friend that she gives me, you know, <laughs> but she is she's a Virgo. She doesn't give herself enough credit all the time. So consider that she's the best friend I have ever and will ever have, period. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday month, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. It's almost here. I'm I'm in August birthday. Um, and because of my super type A plus personality, Sarah is a great compliment to me because she allows me to uh, let loose, be a little bit more vulnerable, be a little bit more free, um, not be so rigid all of the time. Like we have this very complimentary yin yang uh relationship that is really easy to see even if you're just listening to the podcast and um she provides a a a very good balance for me and my type of personality um just her as a person uh I'm not sure if you want me to answer the same question or if you wanted to move on to something else I'll let you direct the conversation (laughs) (laughs) that's the Virgo in you yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. a Virgo after April, so you get it. Yeah. And I just go with it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Virgos need permission. Yeah. Well, it's your show. I don't want to take yeah, over your show. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. What I was going to ask you, and you did answer some questions about how Sarah, how you valued her friendship and that she brings um, fun out of you and gets you out of your comfort zone. And one question I do have for you is what, how do you define friendship intimacy? 
How do you define intimacy and then friendship? You know, me as a person and understanding intimacy in general has so many layers because I tend to be much more logical than emotional. And one area where I can clearly identify that intimacy is in our friendship and how I would define it is that it allows me to be more emotional, be more raw, be um, comfortable to speak about my feelings. And so there's a different closeness there than with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You want me to answer that too? Okay, you can answer it too. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is a free-flowing conversation. Oh, it's totally free-flowing. We have a semi-agenda. We have a semi. (laughs) I'm just following the rules at this point. (laughs) Um, So, like, uh, I would say probably the intimacy for friendship with me, we definitely had, like, those fun friend intimate intimate relationship, like, not sexual, obviously, even though we're the homance. Um, we've, We've had these, like, situations pop up where nobody knows and then they'll never know. And I've never had that with people before. You know, I've never kept those secrets um, because those people never kept my secrets. So knowing that I just have that, that little lock and key with that one person is so comforting to me uh, and so fulfilling that um, that is what I view like relationship intimacy is having those moments with each other that nobody else will ever get to experience in their hours, period. And then also the state, the space of being able to say, Hey, I don't like what you did. Can we talk about it? And like not being offended because we're not, we're not in it for anything other than the fact we just enjoy each other's company, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you have people that try to get in for the threesome of friendship, you know, or they they just know know it? Nope. No, no, none of that. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, people actually, do try because they uh, friendship is so unique and then they see something and they try to, you know, get involved. It's like uh, into the friendship. Yeah. I, Have you seen that? Or do they just know? I think they just know. <laughs> there is. Yeah, there's an underlying they just know. However, we do have a good group of friends that we share in common. And when there's extensions of us, if we're hanging out in various groups, we'll call it Homance 2.0. Or, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we have additional hoes, but we're the, the queens, obviously. I get it. I have not E2K2, we call it. Two E's and two K's. Our first names start with those initials. But um, so, and if and people, they know that or have they stepped on that nerve and tried to talk to you about one another, the other person? Or do they just know that as well? How do you communicate you know, that boundary? I actually, I would like to think that we are so good at picking our friends that we just have never encountered that type of situation because we just have so much respect for our friends and they have so much respect for us. I've never been... As far as I know, nobody has ever come to me and been like shit talking to Cole. And right, if they did, right. like, you're no longer a hoe, be gone. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there is maybe a, a, a tone that we set where it's like, we're unfuckable with, so you can try, but like, don't. 
Right. I think more or less we just bring people joy and they want to hang out with us and just see what happens next. I feel it. Don't you, Dr. April? I feel I it. Do. I, I do. I want to know how to duplicate this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have good friendships, mind you, but I know that our listeners are going to want to know how can we duplicate it? What are some of the central factors within your relationship, those things that prop you up, that are yes. the non-negotiables in your friendship? Yes, and I love that, and I think they want to know that, and they, what they really also want to know is how Sarah and Nicole's friendship turned into a homance. Yeah. You know, not well. just instead of a bromance. But we're going to take a short break, and we come back. We're going to say how homance got created. Let's going to take a break. If you're listening, you have a pulse. If you have a pulse, you have stress. If you have stress, you should get a therapist. How do you find a therapist? You go online, type in therapist near me. Then you find a list of letters. LMHC, LPC, NCC. Ugh, how can you navigate and understand all this? Go to drkellyboucher.com. Dr. Kelly specializes in supporting people who suffer from stress, anxiety, burnout, and more. You can have help today. drkellyboucher.com. All right, welcome back to the Bringing the Intimacy show where intimacy is real. 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 So, you know, we've been talking about um, homance and how you take a friendship and put in the words ho and mance. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, well, first of all, it means that there's a lot of embarrassment that's happened. It, the two of us have seen and been privy to together. And um, we talk about the stories on the podcast after, you know, after they've had some time and we're able to laugh at ourselves. Um, and for me, that's that's one of the things that uh, makes me really comfortable hanging out with Sarah is that she's never going to judge me. And... I can't. Becoming, I'd be hypocrite. <laughs> well, I I definitely uh, put a lot of pressure on myself to appear like I've got like I've got my shit together. Like not that I don't, but oh, I like don't? to okay. I like to have the persona that I do. And so when I'm with Sarah, um, that kind of washes away. And so she's been with me when I've you know blacked out from drinking too much when I've done the one night stand when I've made all of these questionable decisions that you do when you're in your 20s um and never made me feel shame about any of it if anything has been like yeah girl go get it you know um so the homance really came like using that word came out of the fact that we had what we considered to be like a bromance, but there wasn't a girl version of what we could call ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, um, neither of us are married or have children. And we live a lifestyle that is a little bit more uh, free, if you will. And chaotic. Yeah. And we don't, we don't want there to be shame in people being able to make those choices and so we're really trying to take the word hope back and meaning as like an endearing term for each other. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny, fun little inside joke that we have where we were at a point where I'm, I have a partner now and um, it's been a while since actually it's been about, 
I think we're going on two ish years or like a year and a half right now. So before though, when we were going through our dating, you know, runs or whatever, where maybe I had a lull, I was Mance and she was Ho. And then when I was entertaining all the gentlemen for, you know, a larger period of time, I was Ho and she was Mance. So that's just kind of like another fun thing that we did. It was just, we couldn't help it. It was just so funny. We sign our cards to each other that way. Happy birthday. (laughs) Love Mance. (laughs) I think she, we actually have Christmas tree ornaments that I made for us together, like best friends, but they say Ho and Mance. (laughs) I don't decorate anymore, so I'd like I, I should give them both to her. But <laughs> no, just, it doesn't matter if you decorate; it's the fact that you have it. Yeah, it's true. That's um, true. But that honestly, becoming a homans came out of uh, a lot of poor decisions, but a lot of great times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, and I still I still claim them as poor decisions. Nobody should ever do all of the things that we have done. However. We've learned much, gained a lot of wisdom, and had like experiences, like I said, experiences that together that nobody can take away. So, like, that was like the most important part. So, yeah, I was wondering um, with friendship, it's hard to do friendship and work together. How do you guys balance that? (sighs) Yeah. We worked really well together, it turns out. And well, I think when, that- yeah, I mean, when we were in corporate, that's what you mean when we were in the <laughs> together. Right, right. But even doing the show, yeah, um, it requires a little bit of. Well, I'm assuming some work, right? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, this I- this is a work heavy hobby. Um, <laughs> it is a second job for sure. Uh, <laughs> I work sixty and a half hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think to most directly answer your question, and sorry, Sarah, I think you started to, um, okay. if I ran you over, okay. I apologize, but um, to specifically answer that question, the key to this is that we know each other's strengths and weaknesses, and that we try to always think about how the other person is intending for things to come across. So... The only times where we usually have a misalignment is um, when we're either like taking it personal or we have a misperception of the intention. Um, And at the same time, like running the podcast and having a friendship is difficult on another layer because there's certain things that we want to share for the podcast so that it is 100% authentic and that we get real-time reactions. Um, But then that eliminates the ability for us to share that together separately on our own in private. And so we've had to identify over time uh, what things we want to keep to each other and what things make sense to share with other people first. I mean, it's been, um, it's been a a delicate dance that we've done really well. Like I'm quite proud of ourselves because at this point the podcast has been going for three years and we haven't killed each other. So, and we haven't fucked up. We haven't, (laughs) you know, named somebody that shouldn't have been named. We haven't had anybody panic call us and be like, you need to take this down something. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like we've been fairly successful. I was just going to say before Nicole jumped in was that 
we worked so well in corporate America together that I had no concerns at all that we wouldn't be able to do this together. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, how people get concerned. Like if you're going to go into business with your friend, typically speaking, like half of right. half of your friendships end in a divorce because you can't get along in the work environment. But um, that was where my confidence was, was the fact that we worked so well in corporate America together. We could a hundred percent do this shit on our own. Nobody is telling us what to do. We're completely autonomous. And, Amen. you know, yeah. And so like, yeah, we have had, I honestly can count on my hand the amount of times that we've had an instance where we had to do a back and forth to check, double check to make sure, or, Hey, why did this happen? It doesn't happen, but it's because of what she said. You know, we're, we're very clear in our intention and we know that we just have the best intentions in mind. And there's never going to be a point in time where I do something behind Nicole's back. Cause it's going to benefit me more. And I know she wouldn't do that to me. So there's a level of trust you have to have too. Right. And, um, Nicole said a powerful word um, that I also see in dealing with relationship is intention. She Mm -hmm. always feels that the intentions you guys have toward one another is um, the right intention that, you know, you're not trying to hurt the other person. And then Sarah, you you said the other great word, which is trust. (laughs) Yeah. See like yin and yang. See how we do that. (laughs) I'm the overly emotional and she's the logical. (laughs) Yes. I'm not even going to wait for audience questions. I'm going to ask one. Was this born like uh, on a one drunken night and written out on a Waffle House napkin or something? When did, <laughs> no. when did you get the idea? No. Okay. So the first night, the Young Professional Network night that we had, um, our true colors, like I said, were exposed. I may or may not have pushed a female who tried to start a fight with me and she may or may not have brought out her um, English accent and stuff. So we, we connected on that goofy level too. And <laughs> um, that was, that was the night I knew I could trust her with like more maybe, uh, but um, I'll let you go, Nicole. Oh, <laughs> she's tearing up. I know. Oh. I know all of the feels. That's why I said every time, every time she talks about it, I just... It's so touching. I'm like, look at, I'm grabbing, I'm clutching my pearls, guys. Um, um, so there's two different ways to look at this. And if you want to, I guess, identify how we decided to start the podcast and work together, um, that was because of what Sarah was saying. Like we were having these moments and we were sharing them with other people. And it got to a point where they were like, so what happened over the weekend? They were so interested. And um, simultaneously, I was dating and trying to online date for the first time, really, and collecting all of this information. I wanted to put it in a book because I could tell that people were responding to it. And it just, they were stories that were too good not to share. However, being in front of a computer all of the time, like with work and then trying to do some writing, and I work, I right for work. It just was too much. So Sarah actually suggested, how about we just tell these stories on a podcast? And um, it's kind of silly that I didn't suggest that because I actually have a radio background, but um, you know, (laughs) that's what we do. And you know, it was like, what, two, it was three years ago ish. Yeah. And you guys have an anniversary date? Um, It's like March, April, March. Yeah. Somewhere in there. (laughs) Okay, yeah. just um, like a regular couple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it 
in all fairness, people do think we're a couple when they first meet us and they don't know that we have a podcast for best friends. They're like, oh, you and your partner. I'm like, oh, that's my, that's my life partner. <laughs> yeah. That's my straight life partner. Yeah. Ride or die. Ride or die. I have a significant other as well, but you know, that's my straight life partner and I'm <laughs> her straight life partner. Uh, so that was also the kind of like knowing, seeing how people saw us as that we like, you know, we, we're kind of like a package duo situation at this point. Let's give the people what they want. Because sometimes people do assume that uh, women just cannot be that intimate without it being sexual. Like, like, I mean, truly, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the intimate level that you, the intimacy level that you have is truly platinum. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Appreciate and, that. And by the way, Sarah, when you turned your head away to hide your tears, your profile is beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. It was distracting. But anyway, <laughs> but you have a platinum friendship and I'm sure that people try to sexualize things because of one, the visual, I'm sure, but also just because they don't get how people can have that. So we'll, uh, yeah. We'll, go, we'll delve a little bit deeper into that as well, because people can leave with some tips on how to strengthen their friendships, or if they themselves are saying, hey, should I bring this work friendship into my uh, personal life? And it certainly has worked for you. It did. Thankfully. Yes. Thankfully. Yep. And we haven't even shared one kiss. <laughs> not even one kiss? Never. That's even better. And let me encourage you not to, because yes. once you add... <laughs> Oh, I love dick so much. Never. No. <laughs> We're okay. That was the other thing too, is like, I feel as though Nicole and I very, have very masculine energies when we approach situations. We're very verbally aggressive. We're kind of, uh, you know, like we're, we don't hold back. And so I think that, uh, I think that gives people the illusion also that we could swing for the other team, which is again, their fault. <laughs> just don't make assumptions, you know, just because we're aggressive doesn't mean we're what's it, you know, right. what's it called? Well, you can just come up with one way to, um, so, uh, I'm trying to think of it. I'll think of that and I'll get back to you. There's, you can just say one sentence to them and it'll just can it. But, uh, how do you define intimacy, Sarah? Um, at a, at a relationship, significant other or friendship level. Yeah. Um, at a relationship level in one, just one sentence. Sure. Um, Everything that Nicole and I have in terms of trust, um, safe space, that plus sexual intimacy is what makes a relationship for me. Um, I'm kind of of the whole, it doesn't matter what color, race, ethnicity, whatever you claim is gender. I don't care. I just genuinely like humans and what they bring to the table. So yeah. So I was thinking um, with friends, you know, many of us go through stressful times. How do you guys, because there are sometimes as women, we go through stressful times, we isolate ourselves. What happens to you guys each when you go through something stressful and how do you recognize it in your friend? And what do you do about it? There's a very, um, a very good indicator that I think we both have in regards to um, just sending the random text that says, is there anything that you need? And Mm -hmm. it's not, um, it's not followed up with, 
well, I'm doing this for you, so can you do this for me? There's no IOU situation. There's um, very few people in my life, and I have amazing friends. Uh, I have friends that I have been with for decades who um, send the, like, hey, how's it going type messages to check in, but where Sarah and I are different is that we say, is there anything I can do for you? Wow. Yeah, that's my favorite part. It's, um, you know, when my dad passed away, it wasn't even a question of whether or not she was going to be there. It was a matter of when, <laughs> when can you come to me and when can you be there to support me? And like the biggest supporter, my favorite person in the world is there. She bought me something so special. You know what I mean? It's just having that person where there's zero expectations of you and of them, just enjoying the fact that you can be there for each other. And, you know, there's no ulterior motives. I keep going back to that. That's the most important part in a friendship period. Yeah. I, we're both also very, like she was saying, aggressive. I like to use the word direct. Um, <laughs> I like aggressive. And, uh, <laughs> and so if I am stressing, I tell like, I told her this yesterday. I said, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressing, trying to get ready to leave for a trip, plus all of these personal things. And then with my job, I'm, I'm double booking all, all day. And she very clearly just said, just tell me what you need me to do. And I mean, I didn't necessarily have anything I needed her to do. I just needed to tell somebody that I was freaking out. <laughs> yep. So we share a calendar. And so I can see when she's going on trips and she can see when I'm, you know, we, cause we're the homance <laughs> and you know, she randomly checks in. I'm like, Oh, your trip's coming. Are you going to have, are you, are you so excited? And I'll do the same for her. And like, again, I've never had somebody who's just been like, Hey, checking in. Want to talk real quick? You all right? Do you With share no a location? Reason? No, actually do we don't share locations. You know what? Somebody has to share their locate, my location with them. I got that invite and I was like, I haven't even had anybody ask me to share my location. <laughs> my whole life. I can share my location with friends I don't live near. So I've got a friend in Massachusetts and a friend in uh, Kansas City. I share their locations just because I don't know what's going to happen to them. And when I started, they were in a strange town in a strange place, and Aww. that's something that I do with those my those friends. But Nicole, maternal. It sucks. <laughs> But since you're aggressive, I'll say paternal. Just kidding. So. You guys got daddy issues? <laughs> My voice bent deeper. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't share location. Maybe we should. I no, usually. With my cop sister. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Lots of sense. Usually uh, sharing location would would make sense in a non-pandemic world like if i was <laughs> doing a bunch of dating then yeah normally i would just text her and be like i'm going out with this guy it's a i don't know situation um but you need me since, to show up in a mustache i'll show up in a mustache <laughs> yeah since it's been pandemic i'm like um my location would be the most boring thing ever to share considering i don't leave this office like okay, yeah the, time. the fact that it's just like the data exchange we don't need to worry about right now it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but that is amazing that's like that is a good um uh tracker you know you don't you don't want to end up on uh, mm -hmm. dateline <laughs> no yeah. at all yeah so i'm curious um 
since you said you're not really dating, but I'm going to assume you're going to start back dating, um, do you guys kind of have to have each other's little bit of approval to move your partner into this, you know, like approval, like this is a good person for my best friend? Yeah, because I, I have a terrible picker and she's my like, you know, honing in on you shouldn't do this or not. Like she'll always be honest with me about my terrible choices and I'll be, and I'll listen and appreciate the feedback and just continue on with my terrible choices. <laughs> okay. Um and right. she's taught me how to, you know, look for red flags and stuff too, but genuinely I do want her approval for the person that I want to be with. And it's odd because the person I'm with right now, she only just met him. And I'm considering that to be because of the pandemic and everything else that happened. Um, But I also haven't been um, as quick to move quickly with him because of pandemic. And I want to make sure that it's right, you know, when it's normal. Right, of course. And so, but I was also doing a lot of work on myself and all that fun stuff too. So like, now that she's met him, she hasn't given me the like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so, like, I'm confident, I think, at this point, that we can <laughs> that work how she says it. <laughs> and she's, that but if she comes back and she's like, oh, I'm going to be like, okay, you're right. You're, well, you're right. For, uh, technically, prior to meeting him, I was questioning quite a bit of his behavior, to be honest. So, um, even though we, I hadn't met him in person, that doesn't stop me from being honest with her about putting her needs first and ensuring that her partner is truly value, valuing everything that she has to offer because in past selections, um, I, I've been, again, very direct about certain situations. And like she said, she continues to date them anyway. And so, um, you know, she's in control of her own choices, but I continuously try to uh, turn a mirror and onto her to reflect back onto herself, to just make sure that she's taking herself out of the situation, seeing it from like an outsider perspective. Um, and then for me, I, I am always trying to make sure that whomever I'm dating, it, if I think that it's going to go further in some capacity, that they would be able to jive with my friend group mm-hmm. and that they would be able to hang, so to speak, with me yes. and Sarah oh. as a unit, because us as a unit is quite powerful. <laughs> Regressive. <laughs> so, so I have to make sure that, yeah, I have to make sure that, yes, she approves, but also, though, that he understands um, how to handle our friendship and us together, because that's a whole different dynamic in the way that sometimes men have to take a little bit of a backseat um, or just kind of ride along with us um, when we're spending time together. Okay. Wow. I don't, we, don't need any, we are the main characters. We don't need any other ones. We're that's it. It's us. Okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a short break and when we come back, we're gonna hear about these main characters and definitely take questions from the audience. Okay. We'll take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate, 
where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight? If so, Vacation Counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the vacation counseling, please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on vacation counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy, and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation Counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Welcome back to the Bring It Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And we've been talking with Sarah Nicole about romance and the sense of the strong, positive female friendships. Um, I did get a question from Michelle from New York. And Michelle is a young lady who's in her 30s. And she feels so alone. And she's wondering, where can I find a person I can have a romance from? Oh, Michelle. I hate to say this to you, but join the Homance Chronicles judgment-free zone and you'll find a friend in all of us. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, I know it's hard to make friends. I get it. I'm awkward. I'm loud. And people are kind of intimidated by me. Um, so I think if you don't like to go out and bet booze in public, um, go to a park. If you have an animal, take him, take him or her to the dog park or... Um, you know, try to do those meetup groups around and see if there's people who have common interests that you share. I like to drink. So that's kind of where I sort of <laughs> encountered all the people that I encounter. But it's also why I'm a bad picker because those people are maybe always the best for me to pick. So that's kind of maybe my advice. I don't know, Nicole, what do you got to add to that? I have had as an adult in my 30s, good luck with finding women that I can connect with who enjoy similar activities that I do, like Sarah was mentioning, however, a, a little bit healthier. Um, I, go I, work to, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not uh, huge into doing sports or things where I have to throw or catch something. And so there's a lot of groups where um, you can join like, to be on a dodgeball team or whatever, those seem like great places to meet people that, or like running marathons. They always have communities of people for that. Um, activities that I like to do are like yoga and spin class where I am individually doing an activity and then I'm with a group of people so I can kind of suss it out and see who I gravitate towards. And um, with my spin classes. They actually do a Friday um, happy hour. They do community rides. They do um, volunteer things. So you you can show up as like a, a 
single contributor person who maybe only knows the instructor, but you are most forced to have to talk to people. And so I've had um, good experiences with being able to take somebody that I've met at that activity and say, do you want to um, go like schedule time to like go for a walk or do something else? Um, and or if you have a similar uh, nonprofit that you're into, like the bringing back intimacy, um, that's something that can easily create a common ground for you to find somebody who has same passions and interests. Um, so that's my advice. But that means that, yes, it's post pandemic. You have to feel comfortable to leave your house and do things in a group environment. Right. Um, other options too, which I don't, I mean, I can probably go on forever because I, I am a single person and try to meet new people and expand my circle. But other options too are like um, virtual wine tastings. Um, there's like, there's a one in Detroit. There's a, a sommelier who hosts them and there are people from all over the world who join and they're, it's free. So activities like yeah. that too. Yeah, there are, yeah, there's a lot of activities now like in the digital space that allow for you to make connections that are completely outside of your your um, area that you live in. And in my personal opinion, it provides you more opportunities to find people to connect with. So maybe go surf Zoom. I don't know. See if there's any open hangouts. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, Nicole. I got such a visual when you were like, I really don't like those sports and things where people throw things at yeah. She goes like this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Somebody I, was asking me about what sports I watch or something, what sports I played or what. I was like, I don't do sports. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the sporty spice here. <laughs> I have a question from Marie in Colorado that came in and it says, I'm crying listening because my best friend recently stopped talking to me and won't tell me why. Any advice? That's a toxic relationship and you should be thankful that person is out of your life. If they are not ballsy enough to tell you why you're not good enough to be their friend, they're not good enough to be your friend. Carry on. That's my opinion. I love this group. Karen, Nicole, you guys are fantastic. Maria, yeah, I uh I give Sarah, a high five to that uh response. So yes. Yeah. Oh. But Sarah, what's your response? I mean Nicole, what's your response? Yeah, Nicole. Well, sometimes you don't want to just bounce because that can leave a lot of unresolved feelings. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I knew I knew it's going to be a different one. <laughs> no, I no longer have to feel now. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, how do they know the difference, Nicole? Well, it from my experience is is this relationship serving you? Um, are you benefiting from it? Are you getting value from it? Do you respect each other? Because I don't know what the situation was. This person might just need a timeout um, and not be able to have the capacity to talk about it, depending on what else is going on in their lives. So if you decide that it is a relationship that is meaningful and is still serving you and providing value to your life, then of course, the of course of action that I've taken in the past is to just find a really nice card and put a little handwritten note in it and mail it to them. 
Wow. Respond to that, then they're, uh, take Sarah's advice. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then, and then fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If they're not going to respond to that, then I don't, I think that at that point you've, they've made the decision for you. Yeah. I, yeah. But I, I'm so sorry to hear that you and your friend are no longer, unfortunately, friends. But don't let that stop you from trying to make new friends. Because we're out here, girlfriend. Aw. We're yeah. here for you. No, but I mean, just the fact of somebody crying and saying, you know what? I'm, they're really hurt. And so mm-hmm. I would encourage you, Marie, that hurt does turn to anger and anger turns mm-hmm. to bitter. So acknowledge your hurt to them via a card like Nicole said and then uh it's okay if you have a little bit of anger there's no problem with that but don't let it go to bitterness definitely thanks for asking yes you guys said one new concept about friendship that I hadn't heard but I use a lot in couples time out I mean Dr. Kelly have you heard that in friendship but time out no, but I'd like to put a couple in there. <laughs> yeah, so what a timeout in friendship. I was like, oh my gosh, Nicole, yeah, what is how that? How long is that timeout? And I am being serious. Yeah, me too, me I too. I recently disagreed with a, a friend and I, or I don't, we don't see eye to eye on something, but I'm certainly not going to disappear on them. Yeah, so what is a timeout in friendship? I, I personally haven't, fully experienced the timeout with Sarah, I'm going to pull from a different opportunity. Sarah and I do go through waves where we communicate more or less, depending on how busy our lives are, or maybe there's just not a lot going on to even talk about. But um, Sarah and I haven't had to specifically tell each other that we wanted a timeout. But um, with other friends, I, I have told, I have, told them that I just didn't have the room in my life to be able to manage everything that was going on and that I needed a little bit of a friendship break. Um, and for me, that looked like a month or two. Hmm. Yeah. I, I would treat it the same way as a relationship you would and just maybe it's longer cause you're a friendship, but hone in on how you feel and how it reflect, how it made you feel and, you know, decide, is it worth it to continue this friendship with this person or not? You make all those decisions first and then you reconnect. You have to be really, really specific and intent. Like you have to have intent. Yeah. In my specific situation, the friend was going through a pretty dramatic situation and they were leaning on me more than I could provide. I, and at that point it started to make me feel uncomfortable and the fact that I wasn't being very helpful. And then yes, then I was turning into a little bit of anger because now I feel like I'm being taken advantage of and they're not appropriately valuing my time. And it's become a very one-sided friendship. Yeah. The reciprocation is key, I think. I agree. I have a question that came in from Becky from Wisconsin. Oh, our first Wisconsin. And hello, Becky. Hello, Becky. We have, um, Becky want, says that uh, my best friend is acting very envious of my other friendships. And, and that's it. Question mark. Okay. Yeah. You want to take this one? <laughs> um. 
I think that there's been, if I, I mean, I'll just be 100% brutally honest that there's been times where Sarah's been close with other people and I've definitely taken a little bit of a backseat, but it's because those other people have more common interests with her in regards to whatever's going on. So Sarah's full of tattoos. She has friends that are tattoo artists. Um, they connect on that thing on a different level. I'm not going to understand it. <laughs> and so I had to do self-reflection in making sure that I wasn't going to be envious of, of her and that. But I, I don't know if I, as an adult woman, have had a friendship where I've clearly seen that my friend was envious of me. So I don't know if I can appropriately answer the question. So I don't know, Sarah, if you have an experience. I do have an experience. And what I will say is that if your friend has, has an issue with, his takes up issue with you having a life outside of your friendship, that means they're expecting more of you and you guys need to have a conversation. It could be your friend is attracted to you and she might not understand it. It could be that she's trying to alleviate some sort of, you know, uh, some issue that she had that turned into a toxic situation for her in the past. And she's afraid of losing you as a friend. So maybe try talking to her and understanding her background, her other relationships she had with her other friends. Um, and, and then see if maybe you guys can resolve it that way by providing her with, I understand where you're coming from now. And I'm willing to work with you, but you need to understand that this is my boundary. These are my friends and I'm not going to eliminate them from my life because you are uncomfortable with them. Um, I had to do that with somebody and I lost her as a friend. She came back about two years later, was friends with her for about a year and a half. She did the same shit to me again. I said, I'm done. And I haven't allowed her back in since. So you have to be like, they're like almost like relationships. You have to be with your friendships. You have to set boundaries and create understanding and know where people are coming from. Like Nicole, you, like Nicole said, understanding the intent is the biggest battle. Wow. Sarah, thank you so much for stating that and how deep you got. And yes. And you said starting earlier in the show, you know, people always think about the blood, you know, how people have families. But as I said, I think I even said it on your show, we don't choose our families. Nope. We're nope. thrown into a situation from heaven or wherever we come from into this earth. Mm -hmm. And we get to choose our friendship. And I want to thank you, Nicole and Sarah, for sharing with our audience about the importance of friendship, to see a strong friendship that has gone through many things, and that you guys have a deep understanding of boundaries, which is so important when you have friendship and when you love someone, it's mm -hmm. having boundaries, yes. So if our audience are out there listening and they want some more of that whole man's, they want <laughs> some of that. You know you do, people. Yes, where can they find you? <laughs> sure, we are on all podcast platforms and all of our social media starts with at homance. Um, so on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles is probably where the, we're the most active. The group that Sarah was talking about earlier that she offered up to the one woman who was um, seeking friends or connections, it's actually a closed group on Facebook. 
And um, you don't have to have listened to the show to get admitted into the group. Um, you just have to know that there's adult content in there. And um, <laughs> that's a safe space. And if and, you yeah. outside of that space, we're booting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on Facebook, it's called the Homance Chronicles, a judgment-free zone. And I share a lot of personal dating experiences and even screenshots between me and men and well never really but um <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah well, so <laughs> we kind that's of that's a fun place to join us and then you can also find all of the links to everything um if you go to homancechronicles.com awesome yes thank you guys so much for being on the show thank you for having us it was I really fun it. man this was great and <laughs> uh we do have some upcoming shows, like next week we have a collaboration ac- episode with Dr. April and Zach Beach's uh, Learning to Love podcast. On the 29th, we have Learning to Love, Ashley Cobb on uh, August 5th, Sex, Influencing, and Education. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. Be a part of the Bringing Intimacy Back community. Request to join us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram while well, you get the idea. And it's been a pleasure being a part of your life today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much again for having us. Yeah. So much fun. Or welcome back anytime. This has been the Bringing Intimacy yes. Back show where intimacy is real. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Happy weekends. Travel safely and have a great time, Nicole. Oh, thank you so much. And you as well, Dr. April. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, you're going to Cancun too. Yes, with some You're important to me too, Dr. April. Yes, with some did not replace you in one hour. Yes, okay. I feel like Dr. April's getting ready to let loose. I hope that's a good exactly. travel you're going with. Yes. <laughs> All right, you guys take, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye.